What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. From the Hello? Ray Bradbury Memorial Studios, this is NQLN. Monday night, NQLN, Wes, Matt, and Jeffrey. I couldn't hear what you were saying, but you guys are both laughing. I could hear you talking. I just couldn't understand it. I said, all right, bye-bye. <laughs> right out of the gate. Just yeah. winding it all down right out of the gate. Uh, have our uh, life group from our, yeah, our small group from church. I always, like, five minutes in, I'm like, all right, prayer request. <laughs> means wrap it up. Have you guys gotten to the point in Little House where they sing this, the one and only song at church every time? Which one is that? Uh, I can't remember what it is. They only have one. They only have one song that they sing. One hymn every time. You'll know well, if you're there. Back then, um, they only had like one song. Songs have been getting made since then. Did you know that? <laughs> that so they hadn't come out with any other hymns yet. It was just the one. Right. <laughs> Their hymnal was one page. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh, let's I think see. It was old Dan Tucker. It, they were not singing Old Dan Tucker. Come on, that's, that's secular music. Oh, bringing in the sheaves. Oh yeah, I got to bring those sheaves. They always know. sing bringing in the sheaves every single time. You oh. Got to bring them in, or they'll get wet. I guess I, you got to. They'll what get... is a sheave? <laughs> you got to. This is something that needs to be inside. Hold on, I'm. You're checking it out? Wait. Song by Jim Hendrix, not to be confused with Jimmy. <laughs> that was his dad. It's Jim Hendrix. <laughs> that would that's Uh-oh. if Jimi Hendrix took a whole different life path. It is. And wrote Appalachian hymnals instead. Yeah. Appal you guys say Appalachian or Appalachian? Yes. Uh-huh, sure. Uh, it's, a, a, it's a bundle of grain stalks. You got to bring that bundle of grain stalks in, but they were like, no, that one really sing too good. That seems like a, that seems like a good hymn for uh, the little house folks, farmers, you know? Yeah. I, I, that was just a reminder. They would sing it on Sundays where it was going to rain. But you can't work because they would observe the Sabbath, so that would just stress them out. Oh my God, I should have brought in those sheaves yesterday. Bring in the, they should have said bring in the sheaves before next Sunday, or they're going to have to wait one more day. See, that's a better hymn. Yeah. How come on Little House at no point have we seen anybody have a, a like a full on like raging panic attack? We haven't seen one of those. <laughs> well, <laughs> did they not have those back then? Passes out a lot. In the, yeah. That's just one episode, though. And it, I've gotten to an episode, and I don't want to give anything away, but every time uh, Mrs. Olsen faints, it goes, wow, wow, wow. I've seen her faint more than once, I think. They didn't make that noise, though. This is the only no, time I've didn't. seen it, and it happens about seven or eight times in the episode. Was she on drugs? What's she doing? I don't want to give the plot point away. Did she it, get into Toby Nose liquor? <laughs> it's a terrible, terrible episode. Where are you up to now, Matt? Have you gotten into season six yet? No. Oh. No. Oh. Are you into five yet? I'll have to look. I think we're in season four. Okay. So. I'm I'm about uh I don't know, six or seven, maybe into season eight. And apparently most of the worst episodes are in season nine. So these two that I just saw aren't even ranked as among me. And the one that uh, we think is incredibly bad is not even ranked in the top 
20 worst episodes. I don't know how that one's not not ranked. It's so bad, but I I seriously I loved it. It's like watching the Star Wars holiday special. Like if you do it, you know you're subjecting yourself to something bad on purpose. Right? Right. Yeah. Right. Season 4 episode 10 was what we just watched where okay. um where uh Charles beat up that guy for $50. Oh, uh the boxer. Yeah. 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 Mm. It's a good one. That was, but I, but I am one and a half seasons through Highway to Heaven. Oh, you see, I gotta get. Uh, yeah, that's impressive. Because you're not what you're watching that solo, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's my own time. Yeah, that's my own time. I have, I haven't had much time. I've watched about half the first episode, and I want. Who sent me the? Was it you that sent the picture with uh, uh, Peter Billingsley in Highway to Heaven? Yes. I just watched that episode where he was in there. I think I'm close to the episode where he shows up on Little House. I haven't quite gotten there yet. Jason Bateman's there in full swing now, but I haven't seen Billingsley yet. So With his little pumpkin pie haircut. <laughs> With his little Ralphie head. Just a little Ralphie head. It's a Christmas episode I think he's in coming up. So <laughs> He shoots his eye out with... <laughs> With Charles's shotgun, <laughs> blasts himself in the face. Blast half his face off. <laughs> they go get Doc Baker, and he can't do anything about it. Every time I see Jason Bateman on this show, I'm waiting on him to pull out his signature line from Ozark, where he goes, "The f you are." Mm, Every time he says so. something, Paul says, uh. Hey, I'm going to go into town, and uh, while I'm gone, you should uh, help Ma with the chores. The F-U-R. The F-U-R. Is he spelling fur? <laughs> well, he doesn't say that. I'm just trying to save myself from having to edit it, because I know at some point you're going to drop one. You don't know that. <sighs> you should, I've got a list of times right here. This is How my times, times list. How many times? Uh, look at that. Probably not more than 10. Look at that. Look at all those times. That's just a bunch of numbers. Man. That's what times are. Times are numbers, man. Oh, times aren't numbers. More NQLN after the break. Uh, we don't. We usually stay uh, pretty silly on the show, but we're. I want to quickly talk about something kind of serious just for a minute. I know we sometimes we. I don't want to be too heavy and serious with it. Episode of NQL. It's a very very special episode. Um, the uh, and I don't want to. I don't want to just. Get, I, I, it just relates to our mantra that we usually end the show with when you say, uh, you know, don't be a dick. And um, last week somebody was a dick. And it led to something really horrible happening. And I, this is, uh, we do the show, uh, Matt and I in the Chattahoochee Valley area of, uh, Georgia and, uh, Alabama included in that. And uh, you're obviously up in Charlotte. Um, and when EJ's on, he's in Dallas. Uh, Amanda was in Florida. Now Amanda's back here in this area. Uh, Jesse's here. Uh, Sarah's here, but we were kind of spread out for a while. We're kind of centrally to this area now, but. Uh, the mayor of Smith Station, Alabama, was outed uh, early last week, um, and I say outed. I don't. I'm not even sure really what the whole story was, but a uh, uh, Birmingham. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's a Birmingham publication, uh, online blog, that's supposedly news. The guy I think lives in Prattville, Alabama, is the guy who wrote it. Decided to write this article about how. The mayor of Smith Station, who's also a pastor in Phoenix City, Alabama, is uh, at night would dress like a lady and get on social media and talk to people. And oh, he would like. Okay, I didn't know that. Posing as a posing as a transgender woman. Right. So by day, man with a wife, mayor, pastor, uh, grocery store owner, and then by night. 
dress like a lady and tell everybody that he was a transitioning lady. And I guess he wrote all this fiction and stuff. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know that any okay. laws were actually broken. I just think it was one of those deals where it was some juicy gossip and somebody decided, Oh, I'm going to make a name for myself and write this article. Cause I really don't understand what's news about it. It doesn't make any sense to me that it's a news article. Um, but the mayor named uh, Bubba Copeland, he, uh, he took his own life on Friday. I guess the pressure of all of it got to him, and uh, it's it's like been really rough on a lot of people I know in the community, people that knew him really well. I knew him. I didn't know him well. Um, I had to, in the course of doing interviews over the years, you know, covering the news. Um, sometimes I, when we did uh, uh, we did a radio broadcast, thirteen consecutive hour broadcast with no interruptions during a hurricane, Hurricane Michael, and we had him on uh, during that. Uh, Scott and I and uh, John Clark, we were doing the broadcast, and we had Bubba on a few times, just checking in what was going on in Smith Station, and you know we were talking to mayors in different cities and communities, and you know sheriffs departments and highway patrol officers, and just you know checking in weathermen around the state. So he was someone that we checked in with, and. There were some other times that we had him on the show, and so I knew him. I didn't know him uh, especially well, but I knew him to seem to be a nice guy, a beloved mayor in that small town. And I get it's a scandalous thing. It's like, and oh my how, god! How many cal- how many people live in Smith Station? Would you say? Uh, m- more than ten. Yeah, I don't know how many. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what the exact population. Well, it's a very small town. It, but, it's it's like, definitely. When I say more than 10, I'm just, that was a safe answer. I'm going to guess and say 8,000. Let's see. Smith Station population. Because uh, right. it's a good question. Uh, as of 2021. 6,756. Oh, there you go. So. Uh, ish. Yeah, ish. So, yeah. But uh, horrible. I mean, it's a horrible yeah. story. And. Now we're on that side. So during last week, I was reaching out to people I knew that knew him well and telling them, you should check on him. I hear he's not doing great. And uh, they were checking on him. And now this week begins, and I'm asking people in the the, the media um, community to check on the guy who wrote the article. Because he's got to feel bad. I, I mean, if he doesn't, I, I don't know how you can't, because you ultimately did something that, eventually caused a guy to take his life and that's tough and that's something he's going to have to live with he's going to have to deal with that for the rest of his life and there's also now this huge it's become this political thing where people are going after the the politics of the guy who wrote the article and there's been people saying uh here's where this guy who wrote the article lives here's his house this is what it looks like go pay him a visit that's uh it's, it's all it's gone not the right thing to do. No, it's all gone sideways really fast. And the same people encouraging, you know, hate and vitriol and death to the, the guy who wrote the article um, were not necessarily didn't share politics with Bubba, right? They were right. not necessarily voting the same uh, ticket as him. So I, all that gets really confusing. I mean, I don't know when, and I understand that there's a certain amount of, uh, they're trying to have sympathy or empathy for whatever it was he was doing in the evenings. But apparently his right. wife was in on it. Like she knew that he did it and didn't care. He wore her clothes. I mean, he looked a lot like her in the pictures. That was also what was kind of like made the story like, what? This seriously to me, like, what you do in the privacy of your own home, we, we discussed this earlier. If you're not hurting anyone, you're not breaking any laws, you're not hurting a pet, whatever, I'm sorry, but whatever you believe to be right or wrong, like morally or however you want to call it, like it's just none of your business. Yeah. Like seriously, if you're so moral, then you have to believe that that the time for them to be judged will come. If you're that moral to be upset about it because you think it's a, it's a wrong thing to do. Seriously. How do you not at the same time believe that 
then one day that person will be, you know, judged on what they've done. How I just imagine I, also I, living your life in a way that you think that you've done nothing wrong. Like there's nothing that you've done mm -hmm. that you would deserve to have, you know, or, or that you would hope nobody would ha would bring out. If someone knew your dirt and knew your skeletons and wanted to just air everything out, that you wouldn't, that you would yourself be okay with that. I mean, that's what you have to ask yourself a question. Is it like if the guy who wrote the article had something in his closet that he didn't want anybody to know about, would he be comfortable with everybody knowing it? I mean, that's what you have to ask yourself is like, what is the relevance? uh for for him to just to, to say like i don't know i still don't understand why it was considered newsworthy it's not a news story now it is now it's a huge news story it's national yeah, news it's, it's nbc and fox and whoever else is covering it i mean this is a major news story but it's a news story because of the way that it ended and i'm not even sure that it's over yet and that's why i say people should be checking on that guy and I don't mean checking on him like, here's where he lives, go to his house. I just mean no. people that care about him should be checking on him. He's carrying, he's carrying a lot now on his, on his shoulders. Anyway, I don't want to spend too much time. It's a really sad story. And it's I, just, I know it's I'll, disturbing. It like, is. It, I, there's, I don't know. It just bugs me that uh, I don't even know how to put it in the words that this, well, yeah, like you said, this guy, he wrote it probably just thinking I'm going to get clicks, some media traffic. People are going to see my site and this is going to get shared. And of course he didn't write it thinking that what happened would happen. I would but hope like not. You said, yeah. If you're doing something like that, especially in this day and time, you better hope that you've got nothing to hide because it's going to be brought out. And that, and I, uh, you will be threatened legitimate or not. Yeah. This is what certain people feel like they've got the right to do is threaten people anonymous, anonymously meaning to do anything or not. People feel like that they, they can do it now. And <sighs> more NQLN after the break. So one of the one of the strange things about media as a profession, especially any kind of digital media, and I, I don't I don't know a whole lot about this this news blog and blog is I guess the right word for him. I don't know that there's any sort of publication. Maybe they do print something. I don't know. Um, but I can share this because this is something that uh, personal for me, and being someone who has worked in media for almost 30 years um, and has done print, has done TV, has done radio, has done podcasting, who's done digital. Um, and, you know, won some awards. Podcasting? Yeah. And won some awards in, in most of those categories, right? So I mean, it's not me to brag. It's just to say that, you know, I, I've I've got a certain knack for it, I think. Um, at least by some standards. And again, that's not a brag. It's just me kind of going, I, I think I've got a resume to speak on a couple of things and I've and never, you know that, well, there's a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. Right. And I don't consider myself, I've been called a journalist before. Um, I've covered stories, um, where I felt like I was trying to be more of a journalist than other stories, right? There's times where you're right. covering, I mean, covering COVID, I had to be a journalist. I had to cover that from uh, a uh, very open-minded standpoint. I, I didn't want to go into that and say, here's my opinion and this is what you need to do. Right. And Because I didn't know the answer. And I don't think anybody right. knew the answer at first. Well, maybe now we know that maybe one guy knew because he helped make it. but And then he was like, I'm going to be the guy to help fix it. I, I helped make this thing, and now I'm going to sit back and know all the tricks on how to fix it and Here's all these drugs you should buy that I have patents for, whatever. I don't know. Stop, dog. Um, almost political. But um, 
something that I can speak to with experience is as the uh, I was I had the title of uh, digital content director for uh, like a lot of stations for a really big broadcast company. And I had, uh, there were two of us that had about the same number of stations we were responsible for. And I was covering like a large part of the state of Georgia. And I also did a morning radio show and I got up one morning, one fateful morning. And I was going, I was, you know, I would get up at like four and go to work some days. And I was up at like four. I probably got up early that morning and I went into work. And when I got into work, um, first thing I saw was there was uh, starting to be some social uh, media clicks and things on uh, a movie theater that had been shot up in Colorado during a Batman movie. Mm-hmm. And it was the, uh, you know, the Dark Knight uh, Rises shooting that happened. And for all purposes, I'm on the East Coast, and for all purposes, like the company that I worked for, uh, and it's one of the places that runs our podcast, iHeartRadio. I was working for them. And the company you know, was asleep. I was the first one up as this happened. So I started to cover that story that morning for the company. So I was, pub- I was posting it, and I was sharing it out, and I was getting out as much info as I could. And it led to ultimately someone from the company, from the digital department, reaching out to me and saying, yeah, it was fantastic work you did today. Uh, cause by the end of the day, you know, we're covering and then I sort of handed it off to more people who were doing it in other places. But to begin with, I was the first one for the whole company nationwide. So, uh, all of the hits were coming in to my station to begin right. with, right. Or, or some of my stations, but I'm getting praised all day. Like what a great job you did. You did so amazing. And at, at the end of what may have been the most successful day of my career, it still hinged on the fact that some jackass walked into a movie theater and shot up a bunch of people. Horrible things, right? Right. So there's no way to end that day feeling good about it. I mean, that's where I was. You knew that there was something awful that had to happen for me to have a good day. There were other days where, you know, you cover a tornado. A tornado hits and rips through a town and, and destroys it, and you go, you get pictures, and you get all these hits from it, and you're, you've got national sites that are covering it. But in the end... All these people lost their houses. Some people died. Some people got injured just so I can get a pat on the back and say, Hey, good job. It's a weird mixed bag of feelings. So you got to know when you're going to be the one who creates the tornado or the shooter, you got to know that you're going to have to carry that with you. And, and that's where that guy is now. He's got that. I assume, I don't know. I mean, no, I don't think anybody's heard from him yet. I don't, I've tried to, to see if anybody can at least check on him. And it's, this isn't me checking on him for anything other than he's a human being. Who's got some, I'm sure going to be carrying some guilt around with him for a long time. Right. I mean, if you're driving through, have cuckoos out there following him around and I don't know if you're driving through a neighborhood, even at a normal rate of speed, full attention, 10 and two, and a kid rides his bike in front of you and you hit him, and it's not your fault, it's the kid's fault, you still got to live with yourself, right? I mean, you still have to live with that. So if you go driving through the neighborhood looking for, like, one kid to hit with a bike, and then that kid gets hit with the bike, then you got to live with that. And I guess I kind of wonder if that's what's going on there. If he's, I'm sure, like you said, he didn't think this was going to happen. He couldn't have known. But you got to at least consider it, right? Yeah. Well, he thought he was, yeah, he had to think, I'm going to write this. It'll get some coverage, but, like, ah. yeah, it just seems like, number one, you have to go into it knowing you're about to destroy someone's life without yeah. what happened. You know, that there's no way you could know that, but you got to be pretty sure, given all the things we know about this poor guy, you know, Southern small Southern town mayor, pastor of a church, boom, you're going to destroy that guy's life. And it boils down to though, over something that was none of your damn business. Like, uh, keep your effing mouth (laughs) closed. It doesn't matter to you what he does. I just, it just doesn't. 
Yeah, people feel like they have a need to insert themselves into other people's lives, and it makes no sense at all, especially when it gets this out of control. And like you said, there's potential there for it to have such a huge impact on their life. So Yeah, I mean, best-case scenario, it would have ruined this poor guy's life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's the or just, you know, you get all your clicks and everybody says, we don't care. And then the yeah. guy goes on with his life and then, you know, you got some, yeah. but I don't know that you're going to get the clicks you want if nobody cares. Right. Well, and no one's going to take the time to click and say, Hey, we don't care. Maybe you're the asshole. Yeah. You know, well, I think people are saying that now. And yeah. They're saying that now. I would you're imagine he's probably here. got a full email inbox at the very least. I kind of hope he has a bad night's sleep. Well, he probably had a rough maybe weekend. He gets diarrhea. <laughs> he's earned, hope he gets he's diarrhea. at least earned that. Hot diarrhea. Yeah. All right. That's uh that's about as serious as we toilet paper. As serious as we get on this show. So more NQLN after the break. So today is National Saxophone Day, and I figured we could uh, debate best song ever. Already? (laughs) It comes up fast, doesn't it? It does, every year. You know, you don't really know it's coming. Speaking of that, I mean, we're really just over two weeks from Thanksgiving. That's that's a reality that hit me not long ago. You go, wait a minute, what? Thanksgiving is uh, like two weeks from Thursday. So how's that even? Holy crap, dude. How about that? Uh, so yeah, national sax. So we should, today we're going to de- debate uh, best song that has it needs to like prominently have a saxophone in it. Okay, you know, can't just be like a random like in the background one little like toot in there. It's got to have some, you know. I, I I don't know if I've spoken on how much I hate saxophones. Really, like, we got a saxophone player in my house now, so we have to listen to it from time to time. And you're the best. Like it's, it sounds like it's broken. It, the best time to have a saxophone player in your house is when they're really new to it, too. Oh, I bet. Because then it really sounds like it's broken. Has he started wearing a leather jacket? <laughs> no. Calling you daddy-o. <laughs> Talking about all the hip cats. <laughs> Snapping all the time. <laughs> no, Playing he's... With a yo-yo. All right, that's good. No, he doesn't even know who Kenny G is, which is probably good. I don't think any of us really know who he is. No. I don't know all the Kenny G hate. Is there really a need for all that Kenny G? It's like uh, Nickelback. Is there really a need for all that hate for Nickelback, really? Eh. It's better than outing somebody that's none of your business. (laughs) That's true. Maybe we should just be more focused on hating Nickelback. Nickelback and Creed. And Creed. Just focus our energy on that and... And and Kenny G and whoever else. Um, yeah, I forget. I get Nickelback and Creed mixed up, honestly, because everybody hates them, you know. Yeah. Or supposed to hate them. I like them both so much that seriously, until you said that, I, I was thinking they're the same thing. They're all lumped into one big group. Yeah. I think anytime you got a band that comes into like uh, comes on the scene. And they have a couple of songs and people go like, man, I really like this. And then they go, wait a minute. This this is kind of a a Christian song. And then they feel betrayed. Uh You know, that's what happened with Creed. Really? Yeah. He was like a preacher's kid and he wrote all these songs. And I mean, you listen to the first album, I guess it had a very, maybe even all of it. I don't know, but it had a very strong lean towards, you know, but I mean, I think people just well, kind of because that's what happened with like some people with like Collective Soul or U two. They went, wait a minute, what? This is this is religious music. Just you can like it. Yeah, I don't know. I think make people you get saved. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's not forcing <laughs> you. It's just like uh, I don't know uh, Ozzy Osbourne. It's not going to make you. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> you're not going to be forced to bark at the moon. Or you're not going to accidentally go to heaven because you listen to a Creed tape. I, I'm going to tell you this. I don't know. I would normally agree with you completely, but in this case, I want to say that if you listen to enough YouTube, I think you will be baptized. 
I don't get it. I don't know. Doesn't you too? Eventually, you just kind of get washed with the spirit, man. You never been taken to church listening to you too. I'm driven to church listening to it. Does that count? <laughs> that counts. I don't know. I mean, the whole critic business anyway is just based on one shithead's opinion. We should be critics of all critics. We should be. I give Siskel um, and Ebert two thumbs down. Jay Sherman. Yeah. I don't know. I think, well, it's, it's goes back to everything. It's your effing opinion. Like, yeah, I'm with you. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. And, and as Richard Pryor once eloquently said, an asshole. Uh, it does look like an asshole. asshole. Look like an asshole. Uh, just don't be an asshole. It's so easy. Yeah. We don't need any more assholes. All right, uh, I saw a story the other day about a guy who uh, ordered one of the uh, from one of the food services. Let me see if I can find which one. I want to make sure I credit the right. I think it was DoorDash, but let me let me see. Oh, here we go. Uh, he ordered no from Grubhub. I see, I'm glad I corrected it. I wanted to get the right one. Uh, a guy in Utah ordered a milkshake from Chick Fil A through Grubhub on the app and he got the milkshake and he put the straw in and he took a sip and it was a cup full of urine. Uh, he, he called the driver and, uh, he said, I think you're trying to poison me. And the driver said, I'm sorry. I had, uh, I had a, uh, two styrofoam cups in my car, I guess both Chick-fil-A cups. One of them was your milkshake, and the other one was the one that I used to relieve myself in because I don't have time to take bathroom breaks when I'm when I'm driving. Hmm. Uh, The guy guy wanted a refund from Grubhub, I guess. Yeah, that's reasonable. And at first, apparently, they they resisted, but then they they dealt with it and they made it right with him, I guess. And. They, uh, I think they let go of the driver. No, so they took immediate action with the driver. Yeah, ended his contract with them, and then uh, they uh, dealt with the whoever the representative was he talked to. All right, so here, here I got a couple of questions. One, the consistency of a milkshake in a styrofoam cup is different than urine, right? I mean, I haven't I really think so. I haven't really tested it, but I would think if I if I peed in a cup. Or filled up a cup with ice cream and milk, they would feel different. I feel like they would. Urine would slosh more. It seems like it would. That dude must have filled it all the way up, too, <laughs> then, man, because you think about that, right? Yeah. Do they make a Mountain Dew milkshake? Because if it was a Mountain Dew milkshake, maybe he could confuse it with the, the Mellow color. yellow, I believe. Yeah. All right, so that's my first question. My second question is, would you ever order food to be delivered to you again, knowing that there's a possibility that the guy delivering the food is peeing in a cup right next to your food while he's driving? I know I would. <laughs> I mean, um, right next to your food. Why would, Can you not just, like, while you're picking up the food, run in and hit the bathroom? Like, yeah, Well, I, I'm thinking that was probably the best excuse he could come up with. Yeah. Maybe he's that, been peeing in that cup for a while, like a, a Howard Hughes thing. He's been collecting it. And maybe that's why it was not as sloshy, but yeah. chew, uh, fluid chunky. <laughs> Is that a word? Or I don't a, know. It's, it was very, it was, well, it was like you painted is, a picture. Will probably, people will probably get all up in arms now and be like, these Grubhub drivers need more brakes. Yeah. That's probably where it'll end up going. Um, Maybe he was... Do you guys do a lot of Grubhub or DoorDash? Uh, I never have. I we, never have either. Never. We do, and they make mistakes. I've never gotten a pee cup. <laughs> and if anything, I'll say this. They usually leave the drink. So, <laughs> good job, uh, Grubhub guy. Just... You grab their own cup. Yeah. You ever like uh, order like a burger and they bring you uh, your drink and it's somebody's taking a duke in the cup? Like, is that? Yes. You know? Now that happens more than uh, like Hardee's. More often than not, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Especially when you order Hardee's. 
I really want some Hardee's now. Honestly, uh, we uh, don't have a lot of problems. Like I said, they they mess up, and um, we generally don't uh, have too much trouble with them fixing things. Although one time, my my wife was at her sister's house and ordered uh, some DoorDash stuff, but they had her her uh, our address on file. So I was sitting here watching football. I think it was on a. Uh, Sunday, but for this, you know, for the purpose of this story, yeah, it was Sunday, and I was sitting here watching football, and somebody rings the doorbell, and I'm like, who the hell's at the door? So I go to the door, and there's a bag of food sitting there, and um, then I had to take it to my wife at her sister's house, because... Because you're a good husband. I am a good husband. Did you pee in their drinks? I peed in the milkshakes, only in the milkshakes. I mean, if your milkshake had urine in it, it would not be a milkshake anymore. Mm. It's a slushy then, right? I, I, when does it stop being one and become the other? I don't know. I think that was a Creed song, though, wasn't it? Yes, it was. When does it stop being one? When is it a slushy? So, no, they just had a I, song called One. The only way is one. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I uh, was at the playground with my kid today. You know, and, playground. Uh, these uh, two uh, these two kids came up to me and was like, "Hey, sir, may I borrow your phone?" Like, yeah, sure. And I could tell they were upset. So the kid was calling her mom, and like uh, she said, "I really don't know where we are." Um, so I was like, "We're at you know Wingate Park." And uh, so she tells her mom that, and then the lady's trying to explain, or the kid's trying to explain to her mom. So I finally, uh, she just puts me on the phone with the mom, like, hey, we're here, you know, I'll send you a text with the location, blah, blah, blah. Turns out that they were at the park with one of their mom's friends, like, um, and apparently something went down and the mom's friend got mad at them and just, just leaves them right there at the park. They what? didn't know where they were or anything. So I got the mom on the phone. I was like, hey, you know, I'm here with them. You know, do you want me to stay till you get here? She's like, yeah, if you don't mind, I'd really appreciate that. That's why I didn't call you back this afternoon because mm-hmm. I was kind of waiting on that to develop. But finally, like, so I called her and she was all the way on the other side of Charlotte. Like, it was going to take her an hour to get there in rush hour traffic. Uh, you know, and it would take an hour just to drive that distance, basically. Yeah. So... I ended up waiting around and finally one of the mom's friends, like the mom called me and was like, Hey, my friend is going to come get them. So I, I let these kids get into a car with a stranger. So I hope they're all right. <laughs> but no, seriously, the mom called her friend, her friend, oh. so-and-so and was like, Hey, she's going to be there in you know just a couple of minutes. Nice. And she, they can leave with her, but I don't want to be responsible like no. that. I'm just going to stop letting people use my phone. <laughs> You did a good thing, though. They got just abandoned at the park. Yeah. And their sis, or like they had a little brother that was with the lady. The the lady took the little brother with them. And I was like, okay, well, um, <laughs> were you, whoa. Wow. I was concerned for a minute that maybe this lady had kidnapped the little brother. I was like, okay, well, your mom knows you're with this lady. She's like, yeah, it's my mom's girlfriend. And uh, I was like, so your little brother is okay being with this woman, right? Well, yeah, my mom knows we were with her. Like, oh, my gosh. I don't want to be testifying at a kidnapping or something, no, you know? Nobody wants to do that. Who wants, like to, to, talk who to, wants to do that? Who, I, not this guy. Did you see uh, the, the cast? I saw the headline. It said the, uh, uh, Matthew Perry's Friends co-stars attended his funeral. Well, that's good. Why, why is that a big shock? I saw that it like the, that should be the finale of the show right there. They should have filmed dun, it. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's deceased. Yeah. Poor Chandler. What happened to Chandler? He's in that. <laughs> he's in that coffin over there. He's in that coffin. They could have like CGI'd his face on a different, like on uh, some other actor, and then. 
and then like had a one last hurrah with him and then said, Oh no, he was, he was killed. And, and then show him like driving off a cliff. <laughs> sure. That's one way to end it. Yeah. He, that's uh, it. I saw a thing that said he wanted to do a movie about his life and have Zac Efron play him. So Zac Efron could, if they wanted to do a reunion, he could play Chandler. Zac, oh, Zac Efron, not Zac Braff. Yeah, that's a different guy. The other Zac. Yeah. All this stuff's coming out about him. It said uh, there was a script they were going to have on uh, Friends that was going to have his, uh, his character Chandler cheating on Monica. Gosh. And he said, uh, "No, we need to uh, we need to uh, not do that. That fans would never forgive my character if I did that." Well, they probably wouldn't. Yeah. But it's also a weird grudge to hold. <laughs> you know. Yeah. There was a uh, the 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 story came out because uh, an actress named Lisa Cash who said that she was supposed to play the woman he was going to cheat with. Oh, they would have hated her, too. Yeah, I think they would have hated her more than him. She would have got doxxed. <laughs> they would have said, this is, the, where, this is where she lives. That's so, a reasonable response that we have now, I guess. Yeah, just flip out. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to debate it. It's National, what did I say it was? Saxophone Day? Saxophone Day, yeah. yep. A day to celebrate saxophones and saxophone players. So the when worst we come instrument back in America, we're going to debate the uh, the greatest song that has a prominent part by a saxophone. We'll do that after this in a movie or after this. Master debate. All right. What were you going to ask in a movie? What's your question? Is this, is it a saxophone in a song? Just in a song, a, movie? a song that has a saxophone prominently in it. You got okay. it? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> the best <laughs> or your favorite, stuff. either one, whatever you want it to be. I think we should do the best tonight. I think this should be the best song. That has a saxophone in it. Well, I'm doing favorite. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> hey, Nelly. All right, who wants to go first? Look, everybody, it's Nelly. I see Nelly. She's a good dog. I'll go first. All right. <laughs> um, I don't know the name of the song. But... <laughs> <laughs> Just it's hum the, it for um... me. Well, no, it's the uh, it's the scene in Lost Boys where the sax man comes out there. They're at the concert, and this big, sweaty, buff guy just rips out a saxophone and starts playing it. It's like, called uh, I Still Believe. Man. I Still Believe. Okay. Tim Capolo. Yeah, sax man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hold on, I'm sending his picture to you. Yeah. I've got it pulled up right in front of me. I always thought that was Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> uh, it could have been. Kiedis, Kiedis. Yeah. I don't know the name of the song, but I love that. Oh, yeah, there's the sax man. Nice. I just saw the picture, too. I just sent you guys that uh, uh, Ernie Hudson was on Little House. Oh, yeah, we saw it. You guys see that? Right. <laughs> Winston. Winston. All right, so Tim Capolo, I Still Believe, featuring the sax man. I guess is how we'll describe that. All right. Wow. So many options. Legendary sure. songs. And you go to that one. That's fine. You you wanted it to be in a movie though, right? Well, yeah, because yeah. I'm an idiot. Wasn't <laughs> paying attention. Okay. Matthew, what you got? All right. I got one word. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, Jerry Rafferty, Baker Street. It's a classic. Could have gone with the, didn't the Foo Fighters remake that one? I mean, if the yeah, Foo Fighters yeah. are remaking your song, 
Yeah, they actually did do a ver- their version of that song, but you can't go to it. You can't go to downtown Atlanta near the. Um, <laughs> I do it every time, don't I? One of us Hyatt. does it. Yes, and not think about Jerry Rafferty. Every time. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, it, it's one of my all-time favorite songs by any artist in any capacity whatsoever. I'm going with Huey Lewis in the news. I want a new drug. Okay. You know, it's got that steady saxophone in the background. Johnny Kala is the saxophone player. I don't think any of us have said the best one yet. I really wanted us to go. I guess it's going to have to go into honorable mentions because I really think the obvious best one is just hanging out there. It is. What is it? Uh, I'm going to cast a vote. Remember, we had Chris on the first episode. I'll let this be a vote for Chris because his wife hates the song. Our dear friend Nicole hates this song more than any song ever. Careless Whisper by George Michael. Uh, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's there. It's just right there. Remember that guy? He would dress like, and he he was his own saxophone man, mustache and saxophone, and just randomly pop up places and play it. Uh all right. Any more honorable mentions? I got another good one here, but I want somebody else to go before I say it. I like uh, Lisa Simpson, Jazz Man. <laughs> nice. You're always outside the box. I like it. I, Leading, it. I hate saxophone music so much yeah. that it's hard for me to say, but I, I do like that. I love Lisa yeah. and uh, her saxophone. It's from King Toots Music Store. Would you stop looking? Uh, how about... Uh, Oh, wasn't there a, a Homer? Didn't Homer have a, a saxophone? Was that Homer? Uh, what do you mean? I think there was a Homer song called Saxophone. Probably. Uh, how about uh, the Beastie Boys Brass Monkey? Oh, heck. Yeah, how about that one? All right. A funky monkey. You got it. You know, that was pretty good. Right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. Lots of saxophones. Um. All right. I I would be. I'm gonna cat. Oh, gonna... oh oh oh! Check all of these. Uh, Bootsy Collins, Yaggedy Sax. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the Benny Hill song. Uh- <laughs> That's Bootsy Collins? I think so. Is it really? Or wait, Russell. Wait a minute. I gotta look this up now. Who what's the name of the song? Yakety Sax. I thought it was Kenny G. <laughs> the G stands for <laughs> Boots either. Randolph. Boots Randall, okay. It's <laughs> different than Bootsy Collins. Well, yeah, it is. I wish that it was Bootsy Collins. Look, does this guy look anything like Bootsy Collins? I don't know what Bootsy Collins looks like. <laughs> I'll show you. Not like that. Bootsy <laughs> I wish I could do side-by-side. Side. Oh, no, it doesn't look like him at all. I wish I could do side-by-side. Side. Watch out. <laughs> look at those glasses. <laughs> Look at those glasses, man. All right. I like it, though. (laughs) I'm glad you know what I'm referencing. Sing it, baby. That's the only words he sings in that song. That may be the only thing he sings in that song. How, can we play much of uh, Yakety Sax? Uh, I don't know how much we can get away with playing. Like, you did a good job of humming it. Thanks. Just watch <laughs> an old man running around chasing a girl in a bikini, and like, yeah, you're selling forward. it. You're selling it, man. I was. I thought this was this. This has suddenly become a two horse race. Yeah. Maybe three. I like that uh, Beastie Boys uh, in there, too. Didn't think that was going to 
emerge. Uh, I, I I have to let Jill maybe have a vote here, my beautiful bride from Australia, and go with uh, add into the mix. Uh, minute work. Who can it be uh, now? Who can it be now? Yeah, you know. Just for that guy's eyes, Colin Hay and those eyes, man. I think that's about all we can do. Yeah, I stopped it. I think we get like seven seconds we can use, and that's about it. What was Kenny G's biggest hit? Was it Songbird? Was it? Yeah, well, good for him. I get him and uh, Michael Bolton mixed up. (laughs) Well, one of them played the saxophone and the other one just sang with that sang into a microphone yeah so, so you see where i get it mixed up what about and john cicada and peter satara john cicada <laughs> uh oh how about uh, she works hard for the money by donna summer it's not beating yakety sax. No, it ain't. It's got sax in the name. That's and yakety. And yakety. I mean, I can't. I can't think of. I can't think of another song that has yakety and sax in it. Well, there's yakety yak and don't talk back, but there's no sax in that though. No, there's no sax. There's back, but not sax. Oh, stop, 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 stop. There we go. It's trying to play something here. I was trying to pull up something and it's trying to play. Okay. Um, all right. Any more honorable mentions? No. Um, I, I just found a list of others like, uh, like Pink Floyd has some songs with saxophone in it, right? Sure. Like maybe us and them. All right. Moon Moon Dance by Van Morrison. That's a good one. I was just looking for some. Oh, that song sucks. (laughs) (laughs) What did Van Morrison ever do to you? I don't know. That song sucks, man. How about Billy Joel, Just the Way You Are? That's a good saxophone song. (laughs) money by pink floyd had a saxophone part in it doesn't it and um cash register yeah oh yeah no there if we were doing a list of uh like debating best songs with a cash register sound in it I don't know that anything's beaten Pink Floyd. Probably not. Yeah. Just they like they should have put cash register in she works hard for the money. <laughs> or if there's a sound of a baby going, <laughs> I think we know what the uh, Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that didn't sound right. All right. This is uh, this is really tough. I mean, I, I have it's narrowed not, this down yeah. to three songs. Listen to Yaggedy Sax and try not to smile. I dare you. <laughs> I've narrowed it down to three. I'm going to go ahead and eliminate the Beastie Boys, even though I want them to be in the final two. They're not yeah. there. Oh, man. Now, and you know what? I, forgot? I was uh, Jerry Rafferty's pretty darn good. More NQLN after the break. All right, I'm ready to make a pick. Here we go. Master debate. You referenced the girls in the bikinis, and I think that's the final selling point. I mean, Benny Hill running around. Well, I don't know if top Boots speed. Collins or Randolph or Boots Randolph yakety sacks. <laughs> I'm challenging all of our listeners at home. My favorite part of song. my actual favorite part of that song isn't even that. It's when it goes. <laughs> that's my favorite. When they break it down. 
He does break it down. You know, and it turns into that. Everyone That's... at home, go listen to it and seriously act like you don't feel like smiling. And incredibly used in the movie V for Vendetta. When I heard that oh. there was that there was a nod to Benny Hill and that song in it, I thought, that, what in the world? Like, how do you make that? And then they did. And then they did. They made it work. All right. I like it. Minute work. Colin Hay, Boosie Collins. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Bootsy Collins, though. Bootsy Randolph. It's it's not even Bootsy. (laughs) It's Boots Randolph. Boot Scoot Boogie. (laughs) Didn't that have a saxophone in it? Probably. Oh, I wanted it to be Careless Whisper for Nicole. I really did. Make it be Careless Whisper. I'm fine. Uh, I'm living with it. I like it. I think Nicole would, Nicole would rather it be the Benny Hill theme. I think now the, 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 uh, your, um, giants lost their quarterback. You think, I think he's done. Was that before the show we were talking about that or. Uh, I don't remember when we were, it may have been earlier today, but yeah, no, when he fell the second time yesterday, I was like, he just tore his ACL like that. I mean, that's what helps you stay up, right? Like that's part of what keeps the knee stable. And when he fell and I think he had problems with his ACL in college. So, you know, he's got neck problems. He's got knee problems. I just done. And I hate it because I thought he was the guy, man. I really liked the way he played. But if, if you're going to be a quarterback that's going to run and put your head down and try to knock a couple of guys down, you can't have neck issues. One thing he had going against him was he's a dookie. Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's it. Freaking duke. Reminds me of the uh, – we've talked about this before on uh, the show Even Stevens. The episode – the episode with the uh they were trying to eat the big hamburger and the girl from England came and she tells uh Lewis and his friend and his friend they keep calling her queen and she's like I'm not a queen my dad's a duke mm-hmm. and, and he says I know how you feel my dad can be like that sometimes too. <laughs> <laughs> on a kid show on a kid show solid That's a good- that's a good joke. My dad can be like that. Have you have you seen the the new Good Burger movie coming out? Oh, is there another one? Yeah. Did they get that guy off Saturday Night Live long enough to be in the movie? Yeah, they wow. sure did. Is he dressed like uh, Steve Harvey or in the movie at all? Do we know? No, um, no. But speaking of um, Saturday Night Live, I did see the Nate Bargatze thing. We talking about oh with uh the george washington the george washington yeah yeah that was great cool. yeah he was I like on, that guy i do too i like him a lot he was uh he was on uh uh what do you call it he was doing uh college football picks um, yeah yeah uh college game day on game day yeah, and they get, they got to the part where he was supposed to pick between Washington and USC, and he said, I was on SNL, and I played George Washington, so I guess I'm going to pick them. <laughs> was, oh, uh, Good Burger 2 comes out November 22nd. It, please tell me it's like Good Burger 2 on the move or... Um, n- no. Good Burger 2, more burgers. Lost in the city. <laughs> On the move, electric boogaloo. Good Burger 2, Jason Takes Manhattan. Jason Takes Manhattan. Uh, That would be a good one. It would be. All right. Do we even have to say who the a-hole of the week is, or do we think that guy's dealing with enough right now? I think he's dealing Uh, with enough. He's definitely an a-hole, but so is the lady that left the two kids at the freaking playground. Yeah, we'll let that lady know. I mean, they weren't... a hole of the week. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. I'll jump the gun. They weren't, but they were young enough to not be able to handle the situation they were in. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, yeah, yeah that's me, fine. I'm, 
America's favorite good guy had to swing in and help out. And I, I, I want, uh, I wanted to pick that other guy, but I really, I think he's dealing with enough. I, I think it's piling on at some point, right? And I think he, totally. he started the piling on on the other guy, and I think that he did. Uh, and I think it's not, I, but I don't. I'm not one of those like wanting to see that play out that way. So I, yeah, I, I hope he's all right. Dude hurt. Yeah, but. I don't want him to be hurt. I don't want him to hurt himself. I want him to understand. I uh, need to be more responsible with my reporting or, you know, explain, Hey, here's why I covered it. Or yeah, why did you cover it? Sean? I had, I heard someone, I talked to someone today who works in media and he said, eh, there may be more to the story. And I said, well, if there was, I think he should have told us all of it up front. Yeah. Cause what he wrote the first time was just kind of a little gossip hit piece. I don't think it was yeah. anything other than that, but anyway, I mean, dude's, He's not harming anyone. Mind yeah. your business. And that, that goes to everybody out there listening at home. Just mind your damn business. Unless mm-hmm. <laughs> unless it's something truly bad. And don't be an old dirty butthole. Old, old itchy. Yeah, a, old, a, a old asshole. Yeah. Go eat a egg and don't be a asshole. Just don't be. No. Um, so... Arlo was having trouble uh, at school with putting A in front of a vowel. So Christy told me I'm not allowed to say, eat. do you want A egg anymore? <laughs> on Saturday mornings, I'd be making breakfast, and i ask him, do you want A egg? Like, Maybe you shouldn't do that. Okay. It's all your, he's going to fail a grammar test, and it's going to be your fault. Well, it's it's going to be my a- fault because I'm the one who told you the story. It'll be my fault. I am his dad. And then You're it'll be a idiot. <laughs> You're an a idiot. Yes, don't be a idiot. And then it's going to be Dan's fault because Dan's the one who was responsible for the story. A and Dan, uh, rest in peace, no longer with us. So he'd probably be like, "Yeah, blame me. Blame me. I shouldn't. I should have not. I should have ate that." egg i bumped egg. into my buddy uh joey remember joey uh from rock 103 uh matt uh he was uh, i saw him at the gym today uh the gym i go to is being uh like re they're doing uh, refurbishments in it or whatever so they're, they're making us go to the other one while they're redoing the floors i'm probably and, trying to keep boner king out of there <laughs> walking around I, talking s- to people. I saw him today too he didn't once <laughs> reference his cowboys today, so. Oh no! No, not once. Um, but I saw Joey and uh, talked to him a little bit, and we were sharing some Dan stories. He had not heard about Dan's passing, so he's like, "What the hell was he doing in El Salvador?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's the question, isn't it?" But he was telling some stories. He said that they once were in the car, and this is a classic Dan story. He said it was him. Dan and you remember Frankie, big Frankie. So, and I mean, and I don't, and they may have just been the three of them, but they were in the car somewhere in Atlanta and Dan, for whatever reason, he would always carry around. Well, I, I know why, because he, he was, he probably never wanted out of his sight, but it was a NWA tag team championship belt that he got from dusty Rhodes. Okay. It was like legit one of the belts and he just carried it around with him all the time. And we used it in a, in a wrestling match one night or arm wrestling match we did in the ring, uh, in Columbus. And, uh, it was me and Miller and it, we were supposed to arm wrestle. Miller would have ripped my arm off if we'd really arm wrestled. Cause I mean, he's actually like a guy who works out used to be a wrestler and we'd set it up where I was going to cheat and win and all that. And then he was going to hit me with the belt. And we did that all in the ring. And then we needed a real belt. So that was the belt. That may be why he had it, because Dusty loaned it to us. So they're driving in Atlanta. It's the three of them. It's Joey, Frankie, and Dan. Dan, you know, 75 pounds soaking wet. Joey and Frankie, considerably more than that. Like, they're just big guys in general. So I think Joey was driving and Dan was in the passenger seat and Frankie was in the back. And I guess the cops, I I think I got this right. Cops pulled him over. Cops were talking to him. Dan starts yelling, don't you know who this is? This is big slow, the wrestler. And he's like, look, he's the champ. And he's holding up the belt and Frankie's in the back. Like, what are you doing? 
And I guess they ended up getting like, oh, you guys go on, slow down. Don't you know this is Big Slow? Big Slow. That's a good name. Yeah, and he came up with it on the spot, I guess. And he showed him the belt and convinced him that he was a real wrestler. We're headed to the match tonight. I guess NW, I mean, uh, WWE was in Atlanta. So he convinced them that's where they were going, and they were in a hurry. If it was a TV show, they would have escorted him to the uh, the place, and then he would have had to fight the guy. <laughs> he would have had to explain. Hey, I'm Big Slow. I'm here to wrestle. Who? I'm going for the belt tonight. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm def- fighting for my belt tonight. Is that not the like perfect Dan story, though? That's that, a- that is a Dan story. I mean, that's just, I could just see him doing it. <laughs> this is big slow. Joey said the number of times they were hanging out with each other, and Frankie would say, uh, "You write a lot of checks that I'm not prepared to cash for you, buddy. Like this isn't you're gonna get your your ass beat by somebody because uh, you're you're picking fights with folks, and I'm not ready to be the guy to fight for you. So anyway, big slow." Big slow world champion. All right. Got any got anything else before we wrap it up? Nope. All right. Corey taking us home. Maybe we should just be more focused on hating Nickelback. Super Dave.